Those who carry God's word can carry it merely as a messenger of the law, without grace. They might look at those who are lost in sin, those who are filled with unclean hearts and unclean lips and say, why don't they just do better? Can't they just fix their situation? That's not a messenger of the Lord, not a messenger of grace. That's someone who has failed to see their own sin and to cry in the the face of God, woe is me, and experience the gospel. Isaiah experienced the gospel. And so he was able to serve as a messenger of grace to lift the sinner out of their place. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. February 6, 2022. Isaiah 6, 1-8. You know, we tend to get used to our surroundings. And our expectations of what life should be like comes from the surroundings around us. You'll see this, as some people point out, how when they, they first experienced how the wealthy around them live, they were amazed. A bit of experience from this when a family that was a first generation from Mexico living on a ranch came over for Thanksgiving dinner. They were amazed at all the food that was on display, something that they had not experienced before, such affluence, such amazing amount of wealth on display. Conversely, those who are used to living in extravagance and surrounded by wealth, those who send their children to the high, expensive, private education and who live among those who are wealthy, sometimes are surprised at how the other part of the world lives. Someone commented recently how they had a friend who had lived a life of extreme wealth and when they saw some of the terrible apartments that were in the inner city, they said, why would anyone want to live here? not understanding that's all they had, that's all they could afford, and that's something they did not choose, but that's something they were stuck with. Well, today we see how our God opens our eyes to see a much higher standard, a much higher level of being than what we are used to. And it opens our eyes to see how he is filled with grace for us, and he shows us a message of grace to carry us out of our sin That's what the prophet Isaiah saw. As we look at Isaiah chapter 6, we see God's gracious plans revealed. We continue our series and we see how God sends messengers of grace to lift us out of our place. Isaiah was someone who certainly saw a scene that was far beyond anything he might have expected. He had a vision of, as he saw God seated, seated on his throne, Isaiah says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. God, who is the Lord of all creation, cannot dwell in some man-made temple. There was no throne in the temple that the people had built and that was in Jerusalem. No, the, the Lord was seated above the temple, high in his throne in heaven, and the hem of his garment hung down at the the footstool of the earth in the temple, the temple which signified God's presence. Those who would have seen the temple that had been built by Solomon would have been amazed. It was quite a sight. It would have lifted them out of the squalor of their life to see how grand 
the building and the edifice for the worship of the Lord had been, the one made by Solomon. But Isaiah saw far grander than that is the Lord who's above it all. The temple was a mere symbol of the glory and the high dwelling of God. Isaiah further describes, above him were seraphim. This is the only time we have that title for angelic beings, spiritual beings around the throne of God. It literally means the burning ones. As the writer to the Hebrews says, our God is a consuming fire. Or as Psalm 97 says, fire goes before him. These angels that were in the very throne room of God, they were burning ones, bright with glory themselves and holy. And yet they, even as they stood before the throne of God, covered their eyes with two of their wings because they could not glance upon the throne and the one who sat on the throne, the Holy One, the King. Isaiah describes those angels as they're surrounding the throne of God, calling out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. That threefold holy, 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 reminding us of the triune nature of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The word holy, indicating not just that he's without sin and blameless, but the word holy in the Hebrew really also indicates one who is set apart. God is far set apart. When he looks on this world in the squalor of its sin and the curse of sin, he is far apart from us, above us, beyond us, unlike sinners. He sits on his throne, holy and blameless, set apart from all of us. Imagine Isaiah looking at this scene, the burning ones calling out the threefold holy, proclaiming the name of the Lord, the God of hosts, the Almighty. And God doesn't just sit on the throne. All of this world fills his, is filled with his glory. He is the omnipresent, all-powerful, all-knowing, eternal, holy God. That's what Isaiah saw. Could you imagine being lifted to see such a sight? That would certainly take us beyond the, the mundane of this world and the things that we're surrounded with. That would lift us up beyond the world that we are aware of, where sinners dwell and where there are those who are not holy, who are not set apart, but all of us the same, fallen in sin. How would you feel if you saw such a sight? Well, we can't say, well, if only we could just make ourselves dwell with God, or if only we could lift ourselves out of our situation. We are familiar with our surroundings. We've come to expect what we see, the, the person who has fallen in sin, you and me. How do you feel if you contemplate the glory of God? You probably feel separated. Not holy, not holy, not holy. The whole earth is filled with our sin. Isaiah says, At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. That's just the sound of the voices of the seraphim that surrounded the throne of God, shaking the temple. We know in Scripture it says that when the Lord speaks, the earth melts. Isaiah's response, when he's lifted up beyond what he's used to, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. 
the first response that we ought to have as those who are not holy upon beholding the glory of a holy God is we don't deserve to be in his presence. We can't be in his presence. Isaiah says, I am ruined. Woe is me. If God, the the holy, separate God, were to be in the presence of sinners, it would destroy us. And we would burn under his wrath and his anger. We would be burning ones under punishment, not as praising him. Isaiah says, I am a man of unclean lips. Notice our confession has to start with ourselves. We can't just look at the, the sinful world surrounding us and say, there are sinners everywhere. That person's a sinner. That person has failed. We need to look at our own actions, our own thoughts, our own words. I don't deserve to be with my God. I am a sinner. Confession of sin first has to start with our own heart. And Isaiah recognizes he's not alone. He is surrounded by people who the words of their mouths are not holy, but profane. The thoughts of their hearts as well. Isaiah recognizes he lives among a fallen people. That's what he's come to expect. But God is about to lift him up out of the surrounding that he's used to into a whole new existence. One of the seraphim, he says, flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. The picture should be pretty clear here. That altar where sacrifice was offered up to God contained something that the angel brought to purify, to cleanse, to cover the sins and the unclean nature and profanity of Isaiah's lips and his whole self. Isaiah has a clear picture. Just as we saw last week when The Lord touched the mouth of Jeremiah and gave him his words. Here, the angel touches Isaiah. And with that, Isaiah is told, the Lord has taken his sins away through what has been accomplished by the Lord and the sacrifice that has been offered. This is what God does to lift us up so we don't need to fear his holiness, but we can say, holy, 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 and stand in the presence of our holy God. He has cleansed us. You know, God doesn't just look down on this earth as beneath him and and see us as fallen sinners. He, He knows the condition that we face. He knows our sin. But more than that, the holy, holy, holy Lord God came to experience this world. He walked among us. He saw those who were under the curse of sin. He experienced the the mouths around him speaking words of slander against him and against the Lord. He saw the people acting in complete selfishness and arrogance. He saw all of the curse of sin and the weight that people saw as they could not approach a holy God but would face death and the grave and the curse of judgment of God. But the Son of God came, the Holy One, And he did not have unclean lips. He did not have an unclean heart. He lived a holy life. Jesus, the Son of God, came to experience this life, not just so he could identify with us, but the Holy One, our God, came to take our sins so that we might have the grace of our God, 
He took all of the sins of this world, all of the profane words, all of the evil actions. He took them all and carried them to the altar, the altar of the cross. And on that altar, he offered up the once and for all sacrifice of himself, the Holy One, the true Son of God in human flesh. Because he did that, we can say that our sin has been atoned for. As we hear that gospel message of forgiveness, he says, see, your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. It's a message of grace, a God who forgives sins. And as we partake of the sacrament of his body and blood together with the bread and wine, it touches our lips and we hear, given for you the new covenant for the forgiveness of sins. Your sin is covered. Your guilt is taken away. And we are lifted up from the experience that we have of living in a sin-cursed world to experience a taste of the holiness of God, the forgiveness of sins. So that we don't have to cry out as Isaiah once did, woe is me. We can stand before him. You know, there are those who seek to share God's message and they, they try to share a message of just lift yourself up. Why can't sinners just do better? They're like those people looking at those people in the, the inner city saying, why can't they just find a better place to live? Why would they want to live there? We can't. We need someone to lift us up, our God. And in grace, his plan is to give us a dwelling in heaven, a perfect home where we will dwell in the presence of a holy God forever. Our God in grace comes. And if anyone wants to serve as a messenger of God and you want to share the holy message of God, it is this. He comes to a world that is filled with sin, sin which we must first confess is our own and which we are surrounded by. And he lifts us out of it by atonement and covering our sin. He does this through his Son. And the messengers who share the message like Isaiah are not messengers of make yourself holy. No, they are messengers like Isaiah, messengers of grace. Can you imagine when Isaiah carried out his mission to a people who were facing, after the death of Uzziah, the king, were facing downfall after downfall, ruin after ruin, destruction and fear. That's what God does for messengers today. He first tells them of the forgiveness of sins. And those messengers bearing the grace of God, forgiven of their sins, go to a world where they declare the forgiveness of sins. Brothers and sisters, that's part of God's plan for you, for your church home, and for all those who serve our God. He sends out messengers of grace and lifts us up out of the surrounding that we're so familiar with of sin to a holy place, to be with him. And so we see the plan of God revealed, the gracious plan of God, who sends messengers of grace to lift us up out of this world, this condition, to a holy place.